Welcome into another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. I'm your host, DP City. We've got a great podcast for you because we were up in Indianapolis for the 2020 NFL Scouting Combine. And of course, Radio Row is just a cornucopia of fantastic guests, national media, coaches, general managers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you've got prospects talking at the podiums and at tables. You've got every single team represented with their with their radio and their TV broadcast team, and, and, and everyone's doing interviews with everyone. So uh, we got quite a few interviews. If you've been listening to Texans All Access this week, you've probably heard a number of them, but I was super-duper excited to get my next guest. Uh, he was sitting just a few tables away at the PFF Pro Football Focus table. Now, they do stats for the NFL players. Uh, they've got a great website, and you know you may or may not agree with some of the grades they give players or teams, but still, it's always an interesting tool to see how they can take something that seems so subjective and, uh, I guess, objectify it, put numbers to everything, how a player performs and how he does uh, across the league. Now, our very own John Harris sometimes takes issue with PFF's grades, and I thought, I have got to get our next guest, uh, and he's basically this entire podcast, John Harris and Mike Renner. He's the lead draft analyst for PFF. We have him on talking about the 2020 NFL draft and the prospects, but Mike Renner also is not just on PFF. He was on The Bachelorette a few seasons ago. Yes, that is where I think his stardom really rose. He was on Becca's season of The Bachelorette. Now, John Harris and I are huge, huge fans of The Bachelor franchise, and I saw him sitting there, and I thought, oh, it's PFF Mike, i.e. Bachelorette Mike, and so we had to grab him, and we had so many so many questions to ask him. We have some bachelorette questions. We did cut it short, I thought. I could have asked him many, many more questions. And then we asked him about prospects. But first, let's get into the sponsor, Xfinity. Because Texans fans, you can quarterback your in-home Wi-Fi network from anywhere on any device with the all-pro control of Xfinity XFi. This is Beyond Wi-Fi. This is XFi. Xfinity, proud partner of the Houston Texans and proud partner of the Deep Slant podcast. So let's get right into it. Let's sit down with Mike Renner and John Harris, who joins me on a Deep Slant podcast, which I don't think has ever happened before, but I had to wrap in Johnny because he likes both the things that we talked to Mike about. He loves talking about draft prospects, and he loves talking about the Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise. So here he is, Mike Renner, on the Deep Slant podcast. All right, we're at the NFL Combine, and joining us now, I'm super excited about this next guest, Mike Renner. Lead draft analyst yes. for PFF. One of the best follow. there is, right here. One of the best. I, there I'll is. brag on. I'll, I will brag on. My, and, I, and thank and you he, for having me on this <laughs> podcast, by the way. I, I had, I'll, and I'll explain why John Harris needs to be on it because he's kind of not a fan of PFF. Can I say that, Johnny? Nah, you can. No, listen. Before I started I, here's, the beef here, here's what I said. I want. I want Mike to to understand. I'm a former coach, like old school coach. So I'm I'm a film guy. And the the analytics part of it has been something that I've kind of taken over the you know over the years. But the one thing that I know as a coach is like you, the stereotypical thing you hear about PFF is what oh the grade is this, and coaches will always say, well how do they know what play was called? How do they know what scheme was called? How and I know that they have answers to that, and I know they look at that stuff, and I know how much that that goes into it. But I know there's still a factor that they don't know that part of it, and that. Um, you know what the adjustment was supposed to be for that particular week, and for us in particular, the Texans, those things change from week to week to week. What the responsibility is, so you might see it four different weeks, and I might mm-hmm. have four different responsibilities, and they've got to try and quantify that. And it doesn't make what they do wrong at all. 
I think it's a huge help. I know I use it because I need to know, like, who are we playing this year? Playing NFC North? Well, I didn't watch NFC North much last year. So I got to try and figure out. And that is always a good starting point for me. So I don't hate PFF. I understand. I didn't say hate. I, thank it's you. Not a huge fan. And I hope you understand where I'm coming from. I was going to say, my work, what I do with the draft is a lot of just, I use the grades as a starting point in terms of, like, what he did. He was, the grades are more what he did production wise on the football right. field. Did he produce? Right. And then, so a guy. Did he produce well on the football field? Uh, now, does he have the requisite athleticism traits, that sort right. of thing, exactly. that you think it's going to continue to happen? Yeah. Or was it fluky production? Was it something that, hey, you know, maybe he you know, forced a lot of fumbles that were lucky or recovered a bunch of fumbles or did something that was you don't think is going to happen again? Right. Or it doesn't think, and so like, that's kind of my job is to interpret that grade. And then project for it. See, right. that's so that's it. Well, I'm definitely, I'm I'm definitely going to get to all this. I'm going to get to the 2020 draft prospects, who he thinks the Texans should be looking at, some guys to be looking at in the NFL draft. Johnny has his guys, but first and foremost, Mike, I know you, not just from PFF, and Johnny also knows you yes. from The Bachelor. You were on a few seasons ago. Bachelorette. Bachelorette, Bachelorette I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, with Beck, I just called The Bachelor because it's The Bachelor franchise. The Bachelor franchise. Uh, and, and Mike, you made it really far because we were uh, watching you. We, you made it further than I thought. Okay. I, you, you, didn't, oh, uh, you, you didn't talk didn't, much. Oh, okay, I, you look, didn't talk okay. much, so I was like, how is he still making it through? They're just not editing in yeah. his, his talking. So I, I've got to ask you about that whole experience, uh, what that was like. Did Becca know that you were a PFF lead draft analyst, and did this mean anything She wasn't her? super into football, and so I think that might have been a big reason why it didn't end up working out. Uh, but, but if she did, she might be <laughs> But more I did get two roses, so yeah. Uh, it, was, it was an interesting experience. It was oddly stressful just to be like on camera i mean like you feel like so it was almost like worse that i had been on camera before for my job at pff and like knew that because then you when your camera's around you kind of like put on that oh i'm on camera instead of just being able to act natural and i think that was the the weirdest thing about so you never experience. forgot that the cameras exactly. were there yeah it was difficult to forget that that you were being watched was there was there beef in the house because there's always oh, beef with man. girls but how was it with guys <laughs> it was uh, it wasn't necessarily beef i don't think it was more like that quiet like behind the scenes like everyone's like i hate that guy everyone like dis- dislikes <laughs> this. but like everyone dislikes like the same like three weirdos in the house they're just like just were the other guys right impressed by the fact that you work for pff did you have football fans so there in the were house? there was a uh, clay harbor who had played in the yes. nfl yes Eagles, that's right Jags. i want to get to something about and that colton like, who had colton uh, who season had yeah been in the nfl not played in the nfl but yeah so they were uh they were in my season and they we talked about it clay was very skeptical of the grades i think i won him over oh, by the end of it. <laughs> he was similar coming from, you know, uh, in terms of like how he felt he's like how do you know my responsibility i'm like well you know like we, we can just grade you based on what like you did like and if uh and like knowing scheme like it's not diff- football like, kind of the most overrated sort of overhyped thing is that it's a super complex thing but it's like guys very the, true. The players themselves have a very simplistic role in every single play like it's they have to be able to play fast and so their role is easy and so you can usually if you know football you can deduce what's going on for most plays so during your season and i'm glad you brought up clay mm-hmm. you guys played an actual football game. yeah we did Clay got hurt. And then he got injured. Yeah. He gets he got injured. injured. But I remember you playing in that game. What yeah. was that like? It was awesome, actually. So I had never even played football because I went to a tiny, tiny high school, middle of uh, central Illinois, and had played basketball, baseball, but we didn't even, didn't even have football. And so I'd never played, and I think that's a big reason why I loved it because I was a Packers fan growing up and obviously not getting to play. It's almost like made you love it more because uh, you never got to, like, satisfy that uh, need or whatever. But – uh, it was awesome putting on the pads, actually tackling, getting tackled. It was something I had, hadn't done actually since I played like in middle school, but that was the last time I played, so it was really fun. What position were you playing out there? It was it was like uh, we only had six on six, or maybe it was seven on oh. seven, and so it was kind of 
the, Doing a little the, bit of the rules were like uh, a little shaky in terms of how the game played out. But uh, yeah, I was the receiver. I caught a touchdown. I had a pick. My grade was my PFF. Grade. What would you P- PFF grade yourself? Mid eighties, maybe like eighty three. Solid. Is I, that I fair, I Johnny? Well. I don't know. I thought I I remember watching because when we found out that you were on the show, we were like, I remember thinking this is pretty damn cool, you know. <laughs> Somebody from PFF is on is on the show, and I thought at some point they would give you a little bit more camera time to expand upon that. What you know, what you I, did. I think you should have just taken your time with her. You should have interrupted more guys at the rose ceremony. Maybe. Uh, so that's the thing. Like, well, what are those rose ceremonies like? I mean, we talk about this all the time because we've heard they take forever. You know, sometimes when you watch them. They pump them, you full of alcohol, it oh, seems yeah. like. Oh, yeah, pump yourself full of alcohol. <laughs> like, I've seen some of those it, roast yeah. ceremonies where it's like, it's light outside right now, and I know they start this thing at night. Yeah, it was so, first day, they told me to get ready to get in the limo at 4 p.m. I get in the limo, or I get actually, leave the hotel at like 6 p.m. Uh, that was like, that was already long. Wait in, like, in the limo, waiting to actually get in to the, get to the house for, Probably ended up getting out. So you like you're in the limo with four of the guys, and you're just you watch them go first. I was the last guy out of my limo, oh. so I watched all of them go first. And you're like, just the stress is just building. And I was like, oh god. Uh, and then by the time I actually got into the house, probably like eight, and then night happens, whatever. She gives out like first press rose like four a.m. and then oh, take pictures, oh. and then the rose ceremony I think wrapped up eight a.m. What takes so long? That's what I wanted to know. But what are they I guess doing? It's like, uh, I mean, it's just like getting everything, cameras prepped. And, like, every time there's, like, a guy that goes and, like, talks to her, they, like, set up new thing. Like, set up a new shot. And, like, it's not it's not just, like, you walk up and you're like, hey, Becca, let me steal you. Oh, they got to they gotta move like, their cameras, the get the like lighting tell, right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The guy's, like, telling you, hey, here's how you walk up. Here's what to go do. What, do you, what, do you th- what would you have done differently going through the experience? Uh, that's a good question. Um Probably a lot of things. Uh, like my limo. <laughs> Stolen more one-on-one broke. time? Oh, man. Yeah, I would have just, <laughs> I think, tr- tried to be myself more. It was just so tough to, and, like, tried to actually, like, get time. Because I really just, like, kind of, I wasn't, like, super interested. Like, it's just a person you don't even know. And it's like, how do you, can you be that interested that you want to get this time with her? And when you don't even know her, I just thought, like, you'd be given time and, like, be willing, like, be able to, but no, you had to, like, actually. You did you not watch any other seasons before this? <laughs> I had. I mean, I, I'm sorry, I was, Mike. But I know, I, I know. I so know. did you have guys? <laughs> oh, in the, I know. Did you have guys in the house that did the whole after two dates? Like, I think I love her. Yeah, like actually said it. it like was, they were not trying to just, just get camera time, right? Actors. Oh, oh they were acting. Actors. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, like you could tell. You could tell when I got that some of these guys were just acting hard. Being like, she's one of the most amazing person people I've ever met. So now we know, Johnny, because oh. I was like, these guys don't know. They don't know. These girls don't know. How do they I'm know? Like, yeah, what's well, been twenty minutes? You talked well, to her for twenty minutes. Well, yeah, I'm in love. Yeah. There's a there's a big spoiler site that's out there, and he's connect. I'm connected him in, in, in a weird way. What what did you guys on the show? Did you guys like read spoiler? Like, how did you keep this thing under wraps? Like, what is your family? What could you tell so your family? They told like, you not to tell anyone but your family and work. And it. obviously, like, you tell people, like, you don't care. Like, you think that's a joke. And, and it's it's somewhat, it, like, they tell you not to, and you sign a contract not to, like, disclose behind-the-scenes information yeah. for a lot of stuff. But, yeah. And here we are. What about <laughs> Bachelor Bachelor um, in Paradise or the Bachelor franchise? Yeah. Would you go back and do any of that? Have they approached Probably you for Probably not at this point. It's like I a free just, vacation, though. And now be, you've learned your lessons. Yeah, but it's a free vacation with a I side of crazy. Done it right afterwards. Yeah. Then I didn't get asked that year, but now it's, like, too far. No, it's not. They, bring, like back pe- they bring back people that I'm like, and I've seen every yeah. season. And, like, don't even and I was like, I don't even know who this is, but whatever. They're entertaining. But it's like a free vacation with a side of crazy. I don't know that I could deal with that. I don't know I, that I could deal with that. Mike that's seems very like, chill, just, though, here. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, when you're actually there, it wasn't 
fun to be there. It wasn't. Was, it wasn't like that super enjoyable. Like it was in retro. It was great experience. Like it's just like having had that was like very, uh, you know, like fun to look back on. But like while you're there. What y'all do? To, exactly. There's nothing to do in the house. Like, so it was e- cold, actually, when I was there. It was like 50 degrees oh, in L.A. In L.A.? You're like in the Gore Hills north of L.A., so it was like a little cold. And, I don't know. Work-wise, can I ask you, because you don't have phones and you don't have computers, you don't uh-huh. have any TV, right, in the house. So were you worried that you're falling behind? or you're, what, what, what were the months like when you guys were yeah, filming? Yeah, so it was actually in free agency two years ago uh, when, like— uh, When you were filming. Was that? Yeah, so it was mid-March. So was, did you? Were you stressed? So I was, I was like, this time I was of year, pretty producers. much. Producers, I was like, "Hey, who uh, who signed Justin? Who like where, <laughs> where Jimmy Graham go? I'm like, tell me that. Like, let me know. <laughs> All right, let's let's dive into the real stuff here. Right. Texas don't have stuff. okay. That w- that was absolutely. <laughs> well, well, we could we could okay, we could keep say, going with that. If there's still people, well, no, we want at this point. Okay, there are. I'll ask you. Do you get mad talking about it? Do you get no, mad that we're no, asking God, about no, it? No, no, it's no, a little too no, late no, no. for that question. Well, no, Johnny. I know, but I mean, I, you know, because we could, Honestly, we could. There's so Seriously. many questions. I know if I texted my daughter right now, who's in class, she would like run out of class and like want to ask you questions. But I don't want to do that. Jesse, our social media manager, had to leave, and yeah. he said, "Can you just tell me how it goes with yeah. Mike <laughs> yeah. before, we, like, everybody's all in on the bachelor thing?" But I know we want to talk. But about I know a lot of people want to know. You know, Texas don't have yes. first round pick because yeah. they made trade for Lemmy Tunsil, so they're sitting, you know, in the middle of fifties. Got some needs. Mm-hmm. Corners, one of them. Pass rushers, one of them. As you sort of look at what their draft needs are and fits for them, what what do you think, Mike? I, I think they're in luck with cornerback class because there's one dude at the top, Jeffrey Okuda, Ohio State. He's going high, yeah. and he's everyone's pretty sold on him. I'm pretty sold on him. I think he's going to be a very good pro. After that, a lot of question marks. A lot of guys who are scheme specific or you know have a certain skill set, and they're all kind of in that probably on my board even 25 to 60 range, and probably about i think it was like eight guys on that on that in that range on my board which that means one of them's probably going to be on the board once the texans are coming off and uh, i think you saw it's similar to last year's class uh but then you have jeffrey Kuda kind of involved last year's class th- 31 was the first cornerback and then you saw a ton go in the second round so i think they will be in luck let me just give me a thumbnail on what you think how the fit would be for the texans jeffrey Okuda's teammate damon arnett damon arnett i think it's a really good fit in terms of he's played a ton of man coverage right he's played a lot of uh, you know, NFL sort of coverages. Yep. They're cover one, cover three team. Yep. Big single high uh, scheme there at Ohio State. Great ball skills. Uh, I mean, he attacks the catch point as well as any cornerback in this class. And he's kind of NFL. He's old. He's he's already 23, going to yeah. be 24 as a rookie, which is for a draft prospect, it's super old. But, like, he's old but also productive. And the fact that he played so well this year with a cast on one yeah. hand the whole year, yeah. which, like, at the especially at the college level where guys are so grabby and I can get so much play out of that to be as productive as he was and like be as stingy as he was with that cast like you like to see stuff like that. Jeff Gladney, T- TCU. I doubt he makes it to that far. I'm with you. He's I don't think he gonna run four. You want to th- keep those Texas Gladney. kids, don't you? <laughs> he's gonna go. No, four I three love. I love Gladney. I watched him last summer and I I fell in love with him. I'm like I love this yeah. guy. And, and guys who go guy. guys who go four three in the forty at cornerback. And then we're also like good at cornerback with some not, length and ball skills. Exactly. Forget all it. of a sudden, they're they're going high. Let's talk about pass rushers. Johnny mentioned right. pass rushers. Yeah. Being so another, let me hit you with some pass rushers. Yes. Could, okay. These guys are interesting because I say pass rusher, but they sort of do some different things. I'll hit you with two: Zach Bond in Wisconsin, Josh Uche in Michigan. Yeah. I, I love both those guys. I, I think both have, and at linebacker, the way that's going in the NFL today, you either have to be. Uh, able to blitz uh, off-ball linebacker. You have to be either blitz uh, and be able to come downhill and on passing downs affect in that regard, or you have to be a freak in terms of what you can do, speed, sideline to sideline. 
uh, able to cover and go backwards. So that sort of thing. So those are two are definitely guys who have that ability to rush the passer. I mean, they beat college tackles at the highest level of, you know, out, guys outside of Chase Young. And, and you worry about guys at the 240 range, which Bond checked in at uh, like 240 at the Senior Bowl. I remember and Uchi mm -hmm. was like 241. Not a lot of not a lot of sort of track record for guys that small. You know, the Vic Beasles of the world. He's, we've seen how well that worked out for the Falcons. Not great uh, over the course of his rookie contract. So it's tough to rush the passer there. But if you're talking about kind of hybrid guys where it's like third down there, rush the passer. Mm -hmm do some things with them on stunts. If you have a plan for guys like that, I'm a big fan of drafting because yeah. they are uh, very talented in the way they rush the passer and just what they can do athletically. I don't know, Johnny. Is that something the Texans might be interested in? Well, yes yes and no. The The problem is with those two guys is when you talk about their pass rushing traits, very similar to what we have already in Jacob Martin. Now, Jacob, I don't think, goes off the ball and can do those things, but we have guys off the ball that can do those yeah, things. So we have in probably – a couple of guys, what those guys can provide. So, yeah, in the NFL, you're always looking for, especially on 46, a 46 man roster, which might change to 48, whatever. But you always want speed off the edge, but we have that with Jacob Martin. Yeah. You know, so we kind of have that, but they're intriguing because they can play off the ball and play off the ball well. A guy that plays on the edge the majority of the time from Houston, from North Shore High School with LSU, did have the ACL in 18, Kalevon Chason from LSU. Mm -hmm. Thoughts? We are going to be lower on him at PFF compared to probably a lot of other people. And the, the athleticism, the way he moves, is everything you want to see at the edge position. Like, he is a freak athlete for sure. But why was he not beating not freak athletes at the tackle position in college is kind of our concern with that. Like, he was so athletic but just not consistently productive. And this, not, just beyond the sack total, just game to game, there wasn't a single game on tape where you can point to and be like, he dominated. That. Like, that's the one game where it's like, oh, man, that's what I'm going to bank on him being at the next level. And, yes, he'll beat tackles like Andrew Thomas. You know, he'll beat you know, Jackson Carmen, who's a Clemson tackle, who's probably going to be a, a top prospect next year. Uh, he has reps against them where he whoops their butt. And, yeah. like, his looks, everything looks perfect. But it's just like, why haven't we seen more of that is my question mark with him. So he, but he's going to go He's gonna go top 20. So when you're when evaluating pass rushers, are you not just, say, looking at the numbers and the sack totals? You're looking at also the competition level at which oh, yeah. if someone racks 100%. up like 15 sacks, yeah. but it's in a division that's not as strong as say the SEC or the ACC. First thing I do. That grades you, that grades you out differently. Exactly. First thing I do when looking trying to watch prospect is look who they played and then find, try to find the best guy that he could have possibly matched up with on that schedule. Uh, and then watch that game first. Cause if, cause it, and that's kind of like the senior bowl and the big value in that. And why people are like, Oh, why are you rising this guy from one week of practice? It's like, well, he's playing someone, that's going to also be in the NFL. Mm -hmm. If you're kicking a guy's butt who's also going to be in the NFL, that's a good thing. You know, and if you don't look like you belong there that week against guys who are also going to be in the NFL, that's a bad thing. So I do think that there is a lot of weight to doing it against the best competition. Uh, and if you don't do it, if you don't face guys who are, you know, the best competition, if you're playing the Mountain West, playing, you just don't feel as comfortable about that projection. Yep. What about running backs? Because the Texans have two guys that are going to be free agents after this mm -hmm. year. But I was asking Bill O'Brien about this, about the different styles of running backs. Are there any running backs that really stand out to you, especially where the Texans are picking? Well, well I think with uh, – gosh, the name's eluding me. Uh, the, the guy they trade for from the Browns right now. Uh, uh, on Duke, the Johnson. Roster, Johnson. Yeah, Duke Johnson. Duke okay, Johnson. Yeah. yeah, Duke Johnson on the roster, I think you look for, you know, the Carlos Hyde sort of pairing with him. Not a guy – so, like, not a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, probably not a DeAndre Swift. The guys with like legit receiving ability who are going to get pushed up draft boards. Because of that, you're probably looking for more like a Jonathan Taylor, a guy who's not necessarily going to be using the pass game. But if you hand it off to him between the tackles, uh, you're going to get good production. So I think uh, probably not the value in round two of guys like 
J.K. Dobbins, uh, Jonathan Taylor in that range aren't going to be great. But maybe later on in the draft, like I said, the cornerback class is probably where you want to go in round two with the needs on that roster. But later on in the draft, you have guys like LaMichael P. Ryan out of Florida, A.J. Dillon uh, out of Boston College, who are more that give it to them between the tackles and you'll feel comfortable about what their production is going to be there. Kind of that pairing with Duke Johnson. Uh, Zach Moss. Zach Moss I like as well. Oh, gosh, that's the guy I should have brought up because he's actually our number one back at PFF. The NFL doesn't see him as high in him. He's probably going to go day three, maybe fourth round, mm. third round, fourth round kind of guy, but he breaks tackles. Broke tackles at the highest rate of any running back in this draft class last year. Now playing in the Pac-12 is not the same as necessarily playing in the SEC and breaking tackles there, but he his broken tackle rate compared to even like DeAndre Swift's other top backs is just night and day. He is far and away the most elusive back in terms of what he can do with the ball in his hands, and it's been like three years now at Utah. As a good receiving option as well, but he's definitely doesn't have the high end speed that some of the other backs have. So I think he will fall, but I think that would be a great sort of pairing, great option for them, third round, fourth round. All right, Mike, we're at the NFL Combine. How does this impact the grades that you have so far? Everyone calls it the Underwear Olympics, but obviously it has some impact. Uh-huh. And then obviously pro days and and so on and so forth. How much do you think that your gradings are going to change here now in the next so, few months? So little, and even people want to like say, oh, Combine doesn't matter. What? Do you, how can you not like see this on tape or whatever? You should see it on tape. And it's there is something to that. You have. To, I think you need to go in here with an opinion on all these guys in terms of having seen them and what they are athletically and have that baseline and not just be oh this guy was coming to see dk metcalf blow up the combine not have watched him be like and then double kind of be like oh he's this freak i gotta no you kind of you should have seen that already you should have known kind of that already but even in our pff doing our projections uh this be the purely the purely the data projections if you add in you know the combine testing it alters them a ton at certain positions edge cornerback being the biggest two where that stuff actually translates to the NFL. The guys who are the freak athletes at those positions, maybe not like center, maybe not like guard. The athleticism is not nearly as big there. But certain positions actually, you know, translates to or affects how we project to the NFL uh, going forward. All right, good stuff, Mike. Thank you so much. Best of luck with all your evaluations. I'm so happy I got to have Johnny (laughs) and PFF in one podcast. Mike, thanks so much. And hey, I I'm just putting it out there. Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. It's a free vacation. All right, yeah, maybe I'll, uh, I'm Think I'm about available. it. Think yeah. about it. All right, thanks so much, Mike. That was a lot of fun. Mike Renner from PFF Pro Football Focus, lead draft analyst and former contestant on The Bachelorette. And you know what? When I sat down and talked to him, he was just so, he was so nice and he was pretty quiet. You could tell he's an introverted guy, very friendly guy, but introverted. So, Funny that he went on the show, and, and uh, I, I was just intrigued by his his response to being in the house. And how about those rose ceremonies going from 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. in the morning? You know, I, I just, I don't know how, I would have just collapsed at some point. I don't think I could be on my feet that long uh, without falling asleep through the night. But I guess the adrenaline's pumping, and uh, I still think that there's plenty of uh, bachelor Bachelorette spinoffs for Mike to be a part of because he's, he can promote his brand. He can promote his PFF grades, but... Good stuff as always. We've got more interviews from the Combine coming up in the next few weeks, so stay tuned for that. And, of course, you can check out HoustonTexans.com for all your other draft needs, including a 2020 mock draft that is already out and all of our coverage from the NFL Combine. But you know what? That's going to do it for the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Thank you, as always, for listening. And, as always, go Texans.